Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 14 of the VR Inside podcast. So this is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on Nathie's YouTube channel. You can tune into the show live at 4pm in Europe, 3pm in the UK and 9am in Central US. If you miss the podcast, you can catch up with it every Sunday where I upload the whole show to my own YouTube channel, Virtual Reality Oasis. Or alternatively, you can check out the audio-only version, which is going to be available on Google Play Music and on iTunes. If you've got any questions, comments or feedback during the show, chuck them in the chat and we'll try and answer as many questions as we can. So I'm just going to quickly whiz around the room, introduce you to these guys, not like any of them need any introduction. But this guy, he loves memes, but especially memes in VR. And that is Nathy. How are you doing, man? Hey, what's up, man? I just got my uh, virtual boy. That is sick. You like it? Yeah, I really like it. It's very nice. And it works too. It has yeah. a really catchy soundtrack at the start. So uh, yeah, it's nice. I thought it never worked. But yeah, that's just me. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. that's, that's the next level there. You're haters. going next level. <laughs> you, you haters, this is the next level VR, yo. Yeah, yeah. We all know that Radia doesn't play nice with other people. So that's okay. That's true. That's okay. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that kind of brings me on nicely to this guy. He does like to paint the town red and in VR also. And that is the rowdy guy. You've been playing that game hey, recently, dude. right? Yeah, I played it. Actually, I have another episode planned of it as well. Uh, I think there's only two levels at the moment, so it's not that, uh, that extensive. But it's fun. I mean, I like punching people in the face in VR. Of course, who doesn't? And in real life, of course, you know, <laughs> of course. the rowdy guy that I am. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't, it, wasn't it you, rowdy, last, last week who said just peer through the nose hole when there's someone you don't like and just give them a big, uh, big dig in the face? That was, that was probably, probably me. I don't know. But it, it sounds like him. Me. It sounds like something he would say. <laughs> and, then, nice guy. <laughs> and then finally, uh, our reporter that was out in the wild last week is back in the studio. It is ZimTok5. How you doing, mate? Thank God, there's icicles hanging off my balls still. All right. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. You look so cold out there. You was only wearing a jumper. I was by the end of it. Yeah. I was so cold. <laughs> Good to be back home. Nice in the warm. That's what we like you to could see. see. You could see his temperature, like of his face, like change, like as the episode progressed. Like it was fairly <laughs> red in the beginning. It was like blue in the end. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> call this guy an ambulance. Yeah. And uh, last, uh, but by no means least, myself, the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. Uh, so we've got a full episode for you guys today. We're going to be talking about uh, Wipeout on the PSVR, Firewall Zero Hour, which is a new military first-person shooter, also on the PSVR. We've got the Justice League experience, uh, new home and dash features for Oculus, and Standout VR, which is another PUBG clone in VR. So we've got a, a full show for you guys, so I hope you guys enjoy this one. And what I'm going to do at the beginning of this show, I'm going to kind of flip it on its head a little bit. We normally do this bit at the end, but I kind of thought, well, variety is the spice of life after all. We'll do it at the beginning. So I just wanted to ask you guys what you've been up to this week and what games you guys have been playing. So to kick it off, I think I'll start with Rowdy. What have you been up to, dude? Yeah, actually, I just went to like a, a virtual reality arcade and I got my girlfriend to play uh, to, oh. to play some VR. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Like, it's the first one that I've been to in Belgium and uh, stop at Nathy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, we got to play like uh, some multiplayer together and we did some uh, Elven Assassin um, together in multiplayer. So it was pretty neat to, to try that one out. And then she tried like, you know, did the starter VR experiences like uh, the blue she did, uh, the lab and the, oh, she did the Richie Splang experience. Uh, oh, it was right. Hilarious. Yeah. She's a, she, has a, she has a fear of heights. So it was hilarious to see her do that. Yeah. 
That's really cool. She I love it. She really yeah, it. it's nice to like get people involved, like loved ones and family members in, so they yeah. can actually fully understand what you've been going on about and dedicated so much of your time to, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's interesting because like VR arcades are like a, a new upcoming industry, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, we we're probably gonna work together. It was it was in uh, I mean, I don't know if there are people from Holland or Belgium listening, but it was uh, in Ghent that they have a virtual reality arcade now. It's called uh, B Virtual. It's pretty neat. Okay. And do they use uh, the HTC Vive there, or...? It's HTC Vive, yeah, yeah. HTC Vive. Uh, at yeah. least those are the ones that I saw. I don't know, I, they probably have like other systems as, as well, but the ones that are set up are all for like uh, room scale and stuff like that, so yeah. Right, right. Because I've heard that there's actually a, a pub in London that is like a VR pub. So they've got like yeah. booths set up like with green screens and stuff, and then they've got screens above each booth so you can see what they're seeing uh, whilst they're experiencing VR, and then have a couple of beers as well. So uh, if we're ever all in London together, like we have to definitely we have to go and check this pub out because it sounds yeah, awesome. <laughs> cool. That well, happened. let's get together and do things in a room that we could just do now. But from our own rooms. Okay. Oh, wait, here. wait, wait oh, to shower my dreams, Zim. I'm sorry, but if we're together, we're not fucking going in VR like that. True, that's true. Uh, but yeah, it'd be cool to hang out anyway with you guys, of course. I'll go to a pub with you, all yeah. right? That, I've been waiting to do that. Let's just drink beer together. Let's skip the VR. Yeah. So what else? Have you been playing anything else outside of virtual reality arcades? Uh, me, I've played, uh, well, Reaching for Pedals. I think I mentioned that in the last uh, last episode as well. I, I just recently released a video on that. It didn't do so well on the channel, but it's actually a really cool experience. I think it's... I really uh, it's liked a, your video, Rowdy. Yeah, it was, a, it. it was a VR walking simulator, basically. Just, uh, you know, with some really cool uh, voice acting. Actually, I, It was, like, very poetic and very relaxing. It was a... It's something interesting, something different from what is uh, available on the, on, on the regular. It's like a VR version of Dear Esther. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. it reminded me of as well. Uh, and then I've played uh, the the Painted Town Red Guy, uh, Kung Fu Town VR. Uh, mm -hmm. I did that one as well. Yeah, it was fun. Nice man, nice man. What about you, Zim? What have you been up to this week? Um, I think the one that mainly took the center stage this week was probably Serious Sam Three on like hardcore mode with five dudes. Interesting. That is that I, like I, I I've gone through so many Serious Sam titles now. Um, their standalone one, The Lost Hope. I didn't like that myself because it was. I was like, I can't circle strafe. This is serious, Sam. What? This is not right. And so I gave that feedback to the devs. I'm so glad they came out with like, you know, number one, number two, and now number three, which is their battle for Earth. I'd never played it in, in 2D, so it was nice to play it fresh from the start. I'd say we got a good seven or eight hours out of it and a run with like five mm -hmm. people. When you've got like hordes of things coming at you, it's really bloody good, honestly. Like you're just about to crest a hill and all of a sudden a sea of those, you know, headless screaming bomb arm dudes comes running at you. That's a really good experience. You do lose yourself a little bit in it. So other, otherwise, it's quite an arcadey experience. So yeah, that was that was good. Like I like the multiplayer stuff, but um, I also have just started dipping into Heart of the Ember Stone. Okay. So the gallery yeah. I only, and I I got to a bit where, let's just say there were corpses flying around. <laughs> and I spent about a good fifteen minutes in there just chucking bodies around. Uh, I gotta say, it, it feels like a weird start to the game. Like I, I played the previous the gallery and I thought it was really well composed start to finish. It kind of feels odd at the beginning, so I'll be really keen once I finish it off to get your guys' opinions on uh, on the parts that you thought were strong and weak in in, in that game. Um, mm. But other than that, I think standout, um, which I think we're gonna talk about a little bit later. So. Yeah. We'll yeah. reflect on that. Yeah. It, Heart of the Emberstone is one that is on my list that I just keep on like looking at my like ever growing list of games that I need to play and I'm just like, yeah. oh man, I just don't have time right now to play this, but uh definitely want to check it out at some point. Yeah. Uh so what about you, Nathy? What have you been playing this week, man? 
Uh, I haven't really been playing that much. Uh, I played Kung Fu Town uh, that almost destroyed my controller. Um, <laughs> uh, Did it not? I thought you actually broke it, no? No, of course not. I mean, this is uh, it's YouTube, uh, Zim. Uh, you know how it works. <laughs> but... Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't broke it. But at the end of the video, I did say like, "Hey guys, it still works." And yeah, I had to click it back in, but it still oh. worked. Um, and I also played um, the Droid Repair Bay. You know, the Star Wars one. A uh, lot better than uh, the one, uh, the previous one, uh, Trails of Tatooine. Yeah, uh, this yeah. one was a little more, you know, fun in a way. Um, it's it's yeah. basically a um, little experience where you need to repair like five droids or something. And then something cool happens at the end. And uh, that's about it. It takes you around 10 to 15 minutes to finish. But it was great. And it was free. Uh, yeah. And uh, I think that's that's nice. If you want to promote a movie, then the experience should be free. Yeah. Uh, just just hinting to Justice League VR a bit. Have <laughs> <laughs> you that guys later, played the... Uh, that, there's that Star Wars Hollow ball game, whatever. You get the lightsaber. It's ah, like a HoloLens. The but Lenovo. Uh, yeah. yeah you need Has to... anyone played that? No. No, but we know people that have got one, so uh, I guess we could ask them what their impressions were and maybe put it on the show uh, next week or something. I yeah. think it's just it's just a standalone thing, right? You Completely. Can't play yeah. other titles I with think it. you need your phone for it too, right? It's right. Yeah, you need a phone with it, and it's two hundred. It's like yeah. bloody hell! It's bloody expensive entry. Very strange product, really. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Mike? What have you been playing? Yeah, so same as Nathan, really. I checked out the Droid Repair Bay, and uh, yeah, I totally recommend you go and check it out. Obviously, it's made by the Industrial Light and Magic guys, so it's got this real nice polish to it, and it's just it just captures the magic of Star Wars really nicely in a little uh, experience. Great for, like, families and kids as well to get involved. Uh, and yeah, it, like, hypes you up for the film. Like, the film's coming out really soon, like, 15th of uh, December. Uh, so, so excited. So, are you guys uh, booked tickets, or you pre-ordered any tickets for the movie? I got movie? kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see it on. Uh, I'll see it on Blu-ray. Yeah, when it's in the bargain bin or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I'll, uh, I'll live stream it. I'll live stream it to the channel so you can watch it soon. <laughs> oh, nice. Man. This, <laughs> wow. This is, uh, very considerate cool. of you. We should yeah. do a VR Insight podcast where we stream the movie. To yeah. My channel. <laughs> Sounds good. And then, and then, then we all start. get swatted at the same time, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, guys, the feds. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I'm pretty hyped about the movie. I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, I didn't really rate the last one, uh, Rogue One, that much. I preferred uh, the, the, pr the previous one. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about this one. But I've also been playing Doom again. Like I know we talked about it uh, last episode, but since then I've played uh, the full locomotion mods that are available for the, the Oculus Rift. And I understand there's also a full locomotion mod for the HTC Vive as well. Um, yeah. it, it really, like, having played it half and half, like half teleport, half full locomotion, it really changes the whole feel of the game it feels like doom when you play at full locomotion yeah. mode yeah. um it's very fast paced you can strafe you can spin around you're firing off uh, like rockets at enemies and it just feels great but it is kind of intense so if you're new to vr then you know maybe uh take it a bit easy you know and uh, check out the teleport instead yeah. how easy is it to set it up the the uh, yeah mode? it's it's it's, it's the first step of it on the rift is easy because it just uh, does the forward and sideways motions like with the left uh, thumbstick but it's the snap rotation or the smooth rotation that takes a little bit more work and you have to set it up every time so uh, it's not really easy i would like it to be implemented obviously natively by the developers um but it's a good workaround it takes like five minutes but it's worth the effort if you're going to play it that's what i would say 
So I'm a little confused. What does the mod do that the game doesn't offer at the moment? So you're talking about with t with uh, motion controllers. Yeah, it basically just maps uh, keyboard controls to your uh, uh, touch controllers. So you use a, a keyboard emulator on your touch controllers, and it does, like, the scripts are already pre-written, so you just kind of have to load them up. Uh, so it is kind of simple in that way, but there's some um, commands that you have to enter when you get into the game. You have to pause it, go to, like, the command, and then type some stuff in and hit enter, and then that enters that, that enables you to do the smooth ro uh, rotation. Well, basically, so you just watch a video, real. you know, of someone showing it off on a tutorial. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. how I'm I did it. I'm just wondering, because, like, you're saying, like so minutes. modded, you can get it working on Touch Revive, I take it, yep. and then standard what they offer they do gamepad anyway right so yeah but still you know it's nice to have What's... like touch controllers you can still obviously move your hands and stuff you know it's nice oh right yeah so you can like separate your guns and yeah. like shoot yeah. akimbo style and yeah, yeah. like that if you yeah. wanted yeah. okay got it like yeah. I, I just like, i love the super shotgun in that game it just feels so right and, oh, yeah. and, and and just like really sliding around the place and just taking people out with that uh super shotgun yeah. is really really cool but yeah, so if you check nice. if you played Doom, I definitely recommend you check out the locomotion mods if you're yeah. kind of a bit of a VR veteran and you've got the VR legs for it. That's what I would say. Good caveat. Yeah. So uh, moving on to obviously our first topic, we're going to be talking about Wipeout PSVR. So like PSVR are killing it right now. Like they're doing so so well. Uh, was it two million headsets now or something ridiculous? Um, really, two million, million sold and a million in the last quarter, I think. Really impressive. Really five hundred thousand in the last quarter. Yeah. Really impressive. So they've got the PlayStation Experience 2017 going on as we speak. It's happening right now in California. Uh, but before the event, they announced some things that they're going to be showing off, and uh, Wipeout PSVR was one of those. So essentially, it was part. If you bought the Omega Collection previously on uh, P, uh, PS4, which includes Wipeout HD, uh, Wipeout HD Fury, and Wipeout 2048, then you get this VR uh, mod, like a mode for it for free, essentially as a free update, which is really really cool. I love it when developers do that. The same with um, Payday, right? Payday uh, Two, when they just yeah. implement a VR mode for a game and it's free, I just love it when they do that. So that's really really cool. Props to the developers for doing that. But it extends um, the, the user base basically. Yeah, it just extends the user base. Yeah, it's nice. Absolutely. But one of the things, like when I checked out the trailer, which uh, I'm sure you, you you're playing now, Rowdy, is that yeah. it looks super intense. <laughs> like <laughs> being in a cockpit of a wipeout like sled or whatever they call them, it just uh, seems like it was going to be a pretty intense experience. What yeah. do you guys think of that? Yeah, definitely. Sure. I mean, I played Red Out. It's called Red Out. I think yeah, so. Red Out. Yeah, yeah, no, that was like a, like a fun thing to play. So I'm sure that's gonna be like super crazy. I'm not very good at these kind of games, but I mean the the fact that the environments are so beautiful, and especially if you got those maps where uh, you got like a mix of like six environments, and it goes so fast that suddenly you're on Mars, and then you are uh, like flying upside down, and you see your friends like uh, like you know there is no gravity and stuff like that, and goes crazy. I mean, yeah, it's very fast paced. I'm sure it's gonna be. A pleasure for the eyes. It, it's actually, you touched on a really important piece of that puzzle, I think, Nathie, which is um, the friends systems. Like the friend system, I had a moan about it this week because the friend system on PlayStation, I find to be quite cumbersome. It's not as bad as Nintendo. Nintendo, the whole exchange of friend code oh. and all that. But grouping with people when you're not in the room with them, you know, from afar, can be a bit of a challenge on that console compared to the ease of getting people together on like, I know we're going to touch on home a bit later on, but getting people together on the Rift is pretty easy. Obviously, Steam is super easy. It's probably the easiest of the lot. But those are barriers that I see in the way of games like this because mm. if you can arrange and have people to plan together, 
bloody awesome time. Like, really good to kind of race. I love Red Out. I'm a huge Red Out fan. I'd sit down and play it with anybody anytime, really. Because, <laughs> yeah. Super fast. But I wonder, yeah, I wonder what the implementation is going to be like. I mean, to drive those visuals that fast to 90 frames a second and the requirements that are on the PlayStation, I'm wondering how down sampled it's going to have to be. Mm-hmm. So, for a racing game, obviously, the it's 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 one of the places where you guys will remember the earlier headsets the racing the 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 apex of the corner or you know trying to crest a hill that's where you notice actually pixel density and resolution most in in a racing game where you're focused on this pinpoint um there's another thing i'll mention when we talk about standout which is similar to that but i think it it may stress the game uh just a little bit but i'm excited for it because i love fast pace racing stuff so the fact that they're doing it for free um i think any developer who does that the opposite to kind of recoding your game from scratch like skyrim or doom or fallout like the recent examples from bethesda um it's kind of a two-way street i think it's a double-edged sword because if you release it free you kind of ease things out for yourself and also can be a positive thing for the vr because they can be patching stuff in kind of live and nobody can really complain about it because hey you got it for free whereas if you put a price tag on it Maybe it'll drive quality that little bit more, but it also might shackle you a little bit because you're feeling like, yeah. well, people have paid for this experience. I can't just go in and inexorably break the thing. I think as so. I think as well, because of the intense nature of the game, almost it had to be that way. So there is another way to play it if you can't stomach it. Because even the CEO of uh, Sony Interactive said this. He was like, uh, you'll have to supply your own air sickness bags. Uh, we can't give you any help with that. And that was from the CEO, which is Sean Layden. So he knows that like, it's, it's a super intense experience. So like, it, the fact that it's free and it's like an add-on VR mode uh, kind of yeah. makes it okay to, to push the boundaries and make yeah. it super intense. I, I love how so Savage smart. PlayStation is right now. Like They, they don't really They're care like, about Loco at all. It's like everything is there, and now suddenly PC is getting downgraded a bit. It's like, it, like if you like locomotion, all kinds of locomotion, go to PlayStation VR right now. Man. Like PC is like falling behind in a way. Yeah, because yeah. VR is killing also, it. It's so smart what they're doing because they they know they have sold already so many headsets, and the only way to keep those you know those headsets coming in is by making sure there's like new experiences every time that someone logs in. Yeah, and this yeah. is again one of those experiences that you know vr users get now basically for free to experience in virtual reality it's such a it's such a smart move such a smart move and also i think since we were talking about arcades in the beginning this is also one of those titles that would work really well in an arcade i think yeah if you can just uh, race together with your friends and like uh, everyone in their own little cockpit it's it's going to be so cool Yeah. yeah Yeah, it's funny because like the original Wipeout was one of the first titles I ever bought on the PlayStation when I bought one. Uh, so it's one of those franchises that I really, really love. And it's kind of a shame because I don't have a PS4. So I, I, I'm going to miss out on this one. But like you said, Zim, you know, if you're if this kind of floats your boat and you don't have a PS4 or a PSVR, then check out Reddit, uh, Redout, sorry. Uh, and Rad- Radial G is another one as well, which is like a kind of uh, a, a sled zero G racer. So uh, they're both available on Steam VR, so you can check those out. But you're a big fan of Redout, right? Redout is great fun, smooth. The the thing that they got right with that, and I don't know if Wipeout's gonna be able to hit it as as well, is the music. The music yeah. in Redout is so pumping and driving. Like I would take that soundtrack and drive on it. Well, actually maybe not because I get in trouble, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it is really, um, and just like Doom, the soundtrack is yeah. like half the experience. Like the sonic effect 
of just being driven to, in that case, driven to murder. In this case, driven to drive. You know, yeah. like pedal to the Yeah, metal. you don't want to be listening to that Both one in your car. you don't do in your life, yeah. <laughs> You don't want to be driven to murder while you're driving around. No, that's not cool. <laughs> uh, well, we need that. We need that. You know what game I'm thinking of. <laughs> Go on. Carmageddon. Oh, right. Uh, Carmageddon. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want to see bodies flying up my, uh, my dash and just blood. Yeah. Yes, oh, please. Wiper blades going yes, and bits please. of arms and stuff. You really want to bring the controversy to VR, is not right? enough. We oh, also yeah. need to get bring demonetized on. on Twitch. I like. Yeah. Okay, so moving on from Wipeout PSVR to another PSVR title that was announced uh, at PSX, and that is Firewall Zero Hour. So this is a tactical shooter uh, which is going to be um, released. It's made by uh, First Contact Entertainment, so they're the same studio that brought you uh, ROM Extraction. Um, and this is going to be a team-based uh, 4v4 game that can be played either with the DualShock 4 or the PlayStation Aim controller. Um, and it's going to be exclusive for the PSVR for now, but maybe come to other platforms in the future. But it kind of really reminds me of like uh, Rainbow Six Siege, that kind of uh, style of gameplay, as it's very tactical. You know, you kind of work together as a team against mm -hmm. the four other players. But what was disappointing for me uh, is that it's kind of a competitive multiplayer game, whereas I would prefer it if it was uh, just a co-op experience as well. So I don't know if you guys mm -hmm. remember the, uh, the uh, Rainbow Six Three when that was released. They had a really nice co-op experience where it was when like uh, Xbox Live was fairly new and you could hook up and like take down terrorists on a terrorist hunt yeah. together. And that was really yeah. nice. Uh, I'd prefer to do that in a way than jump into the competitive multiplayer. But what about you guys? Uh, is this kind of floating your boat? Well, or? well first of all, you, you mentioned that they made ROM Extraction. What, what the heck happened to ROM Extraction in the first place? I, I know that was like a very short, polished a demo of like five to ten minutes. It was kind of like raw data. Yeah. Did they finish yeah. that? I never actually played it. Oh, I played it. It wasn't good. Right. No, but I'm But like, Nathy, just... you never saw the actual product come out. I'm... That, I don't remember it actually launching. So, right. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, uh, maybe they, they started focusing on the Rainbow Six uh, uh They might have just killed it, right? They might have just said, hey, this is... We gotta drown this puppy, right? Like you say, especially if it was in direct competition with raw data. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Maybe. No, but I, I, I watched the, the gameplay. It looks interesting, but this is the thing. Like, trailers are always looking nice. Uh, we mm. got to wait until someone actually gets their hands on the game. Mm. Some yeah. some people that actually got a legit opinion, too, because we also got people that write stuff, and it's like, yeah, whatever. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, it looks nice, but what I noticed is every time we see a game coming out that is kind of like Rainbow Six... It's still not really advanced in a way where I can have like a rope and I can like smack myself through a window mm. or, uh, you know, uh, put like breed charges on stuff and there's yeah. really like some impact going on. It's yeah. more like an arcadey kind of shooter that kind of uh, uh, suits up in a way where it's like terrorists versus, you know, Isn't Rainbow yeah. Six Siege to... is like something you, you spent like 20 to 30 minutes on yeah. trying to like put drones under under like doors and stuff like that and, and really like it, it's intense yeah. it's not a deathmatch yeah. uh, call of duty uh, thing dressed up as rainbow six siege if you know what i mean and but i, I did like the, the compete with the uh how's it called team bravo that's another piece yeah yeah mm. yeah i don't know what this it's it a psvr a exclusive the... do they say or does that not it, that hasn't been mentioned it's exclusive for now so it might come yeah, to other okay. platforms in the future but i think the usual six Six, six to 12 months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think, like, what I would love, and, uh, you know, if there's any devs listening, like, this is what we want. So, or this is what I want anyway. <laughs> so, it kind of like Rainbow Six. So, like, you just got the scenario, right? 
there's a house there, there's hostages in there, there's terrorists in there. You've got to go and sort them out. So you have a little nut up with your team, right? Okay, Nathie's going to take the back door. Zim's going to yeah. go through the roof. Oh. Rowdy's going to go through That's the it. cellar. I'm going to go through the front door. This is what we're going to do. We can do like hand signals. We can communicate via radio if you want to. And just like work tactically together as a co-op experience, just taking down AI bad guys. I, I don't want to take... going through the cellar. <laughs> well, you can you can come with me. I'll look after you, Rowdy. Don't worry, bro. I don't don't know, worry. Four v four sounds pretty bloody good. Like yeah. I I have always preferred a human opponent to a to a because you can outsmart uh, a bit of script, a bit of code. You know, even the best AI yeah. that I've seen in games, you can generally establish some kind of feeling of a of a pattern. Yeah. But humans are bloody chaotic. Like it is just. I mean, if, uh, if if Rowdy's any you know human to show, I mean, he's just chaotic. He's just all over the place. Yeah. But, uh, can't pin oh, the guy down. Getting you know? Rowdy to play with other people is going to be difficult, Zim. We all know this. I, I don't. I don't like other people. <laughs> no, I, I, I've been seeing this on like Twitter a bunch lately, where people are like, "Why don't I like other people? Is there something wrong with me?" You know, and want to play on their own or whatever. But just like, I, can to see, Rowdy. I can see a piece of that if you want to have a good time. You want a more of a, a vanilla experience the, or more of a the thing is i, I kind of want the focus of the game to be about us communicating as a team and doing something working together like rather than just taking out the other team in a way like that's and why bagging them i know what yeah, you mean yeah yeah, yeah. You don't want to be i think the replay them. value is a lot higher if you make it more like where there's some depth in it too you know where there's more to it more more layers in a way um quick update though and uh, they seem to still work on rum extraction they said um we're still alive we just been heads down working on new content that we are excited to share you and the vr community i don't know okay. if that's um yeah if that's gonna happen or not like mm. uh, the game came out december 7 last year so it took them a year yeah. to maybe bring some new content so i don't really know about this but uh, yeah, they they seem to still work on it. And uh, next to this this PlayStation VR title, but uh, yeah, but I think I we we've seen this so many times uh, when devs tend to release like demos or early access of stuff way too early, and then like it gets kind of forgotten about, and then they release, and then it's kind of a bit of a whisper release, like oh everyone's already seen it already in a way. Do you know what I mean? Because like people yeah. like us make videos of it, they get hyped. And then because the release date is so long away, the hype drops and then yeah, something it, else is more is interesting. It, but this, this is a year, Mike. Cough, hang on, I got to say this. Cough, cough. Daisy is actually coming out. <laughs> like, and there's like 10... Who cares? Ten, right? Yeah, like, 10, who 10 cares other games now? that have done it better already since the, it's come out, right? So... That's the problem with this thing, but yeah, you know. yeah, no. But I, 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 wasn't there a game called Breach where you could bust through walls and stuff like Breach that? Like it. that was, yeah. If you Breach had a game, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you had a game like that, like that game methodology, right? Like plaster that on something like this, it could be really, really fun. Um, yeah. I'm just wondering. I mean, you're everyone's got to pay for the networking, the network enable on PlayStation, right? So yeah. you have to have that but already. I think this is the thing, like devs. It, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know because I'm not a dev, but maybe it's easier to patch in other human players than it is to write scripts of AI and all that kind of background stuff to do, like, a just a co-op experience, you know? Like, from Other Sons, for example, you know? It's easier yeah. it's easier to do 4v4 multiplayer than it is to do, like, a From Other Sons also, co-op experience. It's also longevity of the game, because, eh? I mean, like, if you can only... AI can only do so many things, and if you have human players, that's like Zim says, a lot more chaotic, you don't, you can't really predict what you're doing. Every experience is a different experience and uh, with the with with scripted ai i think that's a little bit less but what, what i found like i um i got into the division a while back 
and uh, what I found was that people just cheat, <laughs> you know? You you play with other people, you're like, yeah, great, I'm playing with other people, but this dude's got some, like, aimbot on, or he's, like, running through walls, or he's doing some other crazy stuff where he's just basically hacked the game to win, and then it just ruins the whole experience for everyone. Whereas at least if it's kind of just AI, you know, they can't cheat in a way. So, yeah. I don't know. There's another, I... there's another argument point here to put in, which we have all felt throughout the last couple of years, which is... The wave we were we were talking last week, right? Some some multiplayer games when it's the focus is multiplayer. Oh, they're here! Oh, now they're gone, right? And you go log in and there's nobody, there's no servers. I can't get a game up. Yeah. So absolutely, Mike, I think your point is really valid. If you're going to make a multiplayer focused experience, even if they're not smart bots, even if they are dumb as oh, yeah. dirt bots, just get something in there. Yeah, right? definitely. Just anything, but just get it in there. Enable the option. Yeah. But I think they did that with um. Uh, gun, well, gunfire games title, um, Dead and Buried, right? They, they did that. Yeah, they had a multiplayer well. game. Yep. they focused on, and then they came out with something that allowed you to basically get on with it in single player. Yeah, you, so you can play the horde mode on your own. Well. Yeah, Pavlov yeah. also introduced uh, bots right from the beginning off. Yeah. Uh, in their game, Pavlov. It's just I think that if you if you introduce bots in a game and it's a VR game, then they need to like act a little smarter or more realistic. I think it's a whole different level of how you make a bot in a VR game than if you do it on a monitor. Yeah. You know, um, I think. Yeah, I, see what, I see what you're saying. What you're saying is they, they, the they, level they of expectation kind of, yeah. is higher. It's like, like you know, if, if I meet a bot, he should wave at me or something. Or it's like, hey, I kind of feel like they, you know, they, it needs to be scripted in a way where they do have some movements. Not like where there's like a, a bot running around like this, while I can just swing my hand around with my 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 weapon. You know, they should also be a little more flexible and elastic. You know, but yeah. still, I agree with Zim on that point. That like I prefer to have like something than like just an empty server. Mm. Yeah, no, that's yeah. true. Yeah, no, yeah. that's true. And you're right; it is a big problem right now. You know, a lot of people are releasing multiplayer experiences, but it's so difficult to play with other people. Um, yeah. We're still very, very small, like, you know, in terms of, like, the gaming industry, it's still small. And I love the fact that we're growing and that we're part of it that's growing, you know, it's it's amazing. But, you know, yeah. you just you just want more right now, you know, you just want more people to jump on board. Yeah. But that, I guess that's what we're doing right now, right? We're trying to preach the good preach of uh, VR and get people <laughs> excited about it. So, yeah, continue the yeah. good fight. <laughs> so, I mean, going, going back to uh, Firewall Zero Hour, um, I would like to see more gameplay because right yeah. now I don't really know what this is. And it's the same like when Payday 2, their trailer came out, you know, the VR one. It's like, mm. oh, wow, I can see the guy running through the door. He was actually running. I did see it. And then you're playing the game. It's like, yeah, but he's not running. Right? He's just yeah. teleporting around. Or, you know, where it's like, oh, he's robbing the bank that way. Oh, but when I played the actual game it's not like that i mean in yeah. vr that happens too where the trailers are more epic than the games actually are so it's a good point actually about payday because it's a title that again has been like, like the top of my list i've really been itching to play it for a while and you've yeah. actually checked it out zim uh is that right and you oh, i got the feeling I you were kind did. of disappointed in a way is that I, right i need to go back to it uh, the issue is right unlike unlike most games i go in and i'm checking out payday and um I, I put maybe 30, 40 hours into the base game. And I'm not a huge fan of arcade stuff. I'm more of a simmer. So I, I tend to like games where when you get shot once, like one or two, two bullets puts you down. Okay. Not 60 bullets to the chest puts you down. So it, me going into that already was preloaded with like some bias. But yeah, I, I, I didn't have fun. I'm planning to do it again because I need to, you know, when you've not had enough exposure time to really properly, you know, rate a game. Mm. So I would put it in that box right now. Yeah. Lots of people are loving it. Yeah. Um, and I do hear that 
with the changes that they've made, patches over the last couple of weeks, it's materially changed the capability for motion control and all these things. So I'm very interested in trying to crack a safe with some buddies. You don't have to be run and gun. That's the main thing that I've Mm. talked to people about. It's like play with the crew who's going to go in quiet Mm. and see what that's like. Apparently that's the strongest piece of the game right now. So I'm going to try that and Mike, maybe you'll be on my crew. Yeah, I'd love to rub a bank with you guys. So can I be on your crew too? Well, absolutely, if, Rowdy. If you yeah, play yeah, nice, we'll, Rowdy. We'll, we'll, we'll let you play. <laughs> I'm going to date on it. Maybe like next Friday yeah, or something. Dude, I would we'll love. I would love to rob a bank in in like that that Joker cell. You know, where it's yeah. like I want to put a smile on your face. <laughs> 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 or you could do it as the Fupa King because you know you <laughs> yeah. could, you, there is a yeah. H3 H3 mod pack where you can play yeah. as uh, Ela and yeah. Ethan Klein. Yeah. Um, so that would be cool. You know, Vape Nation, yo. <laughs> oh yeah, like that's the cool thing. You got so many DLCs. You can also go for the Scarface DLC, for example. Mm. So there's so many DLCs you can get for Payday. Yeah. So you can just become something within a game too. So that's nice. Yeah. I think just characters, like yeah, character, <laughs> totally character pack slash names, weapons, none of which skins, I understood, and also voices. Yeah. Sorry, I well, well, I'll tell you about history, history after the show, so. It's, right. it's basically weapon packs with uh, characters in there too and, and voices and to dress up a little nicer in a way. The Fupa King. Oh, if you're talking H3H3 H3 as in the YouTuber, yeah, yeah. the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. You, can have, you can be them in the game. Why would you want to? But anyway, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, moving on to Justice League VR. So this came out. <laughs> oh, Nathy, slow down. <laughs> uh, it came. It came out on the fifth of December. Uh, it's obviously made by Warner Brothers to promote the new film Justice League, uh, and they invite you to join the Justice League in a thrilling cinematic virtual reality experience that allows you to step into the shoes of these iconic superheroes. Uh, that being Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, The Flash. Aquaman and Cyborg. So you can have uh, little experiences. I think they're like five to mm. ten minute bite-sized experiences for each character and sort of check out their superpowers. But from what I understand, like I haven't played it yet, but I'm planning on checking it out later on today, is that it's not very good. Um, so it, from the gameplay that I've seen, it all looks very basic and tech demo-y in a way. It looks like something that would have been sold when the DK2 was out, it, that's that's how bad it is. It's kind of rough. And the worst thing about it is they're charging money for this. So it's a movie tie-in that is basically just there to promote a film. And yeah. they're charging money for it. Seven ninety nine in British pounds. Uh, $10. Like, it's just ridiculous. So from looking at the trailer, I had like a little bit the impression it's like a like a mobile title. You know, yeah. like something I would play on like my cardboard that, or something. That's the kind of quality we're talking about. Like it looks like they spent <laughs> more money on the trailer for the game than they did actually on the game. That's my I impression mean, anyway. I mean, that's the thing. Like I, I had no problems with the game like being bad in a way, you know, even if it's like we know what movie experiences can do. This year was very surprising in a way with Blade Runner and also Coco BI. Yeah. But yeah. come on, we still have those uh uh movie experiences out there that aren't that great i mean casual movie games weren't great either of course like the lego games were nice but you also had like games where like ah ah, man you know but it should have been free you know if it was free then no one would have complained now you actually uh, give people a certain excitement and then they're like, I finally got some money. I worked so hard at the supermarket or wherever I worked and, and now I can buy this this game, you know? And then it's just trash in a way. 
Yeah. You know, uh, like let's say money-wise, because you paid for it, it's it's bad. If it was free, then it would have been less bad in a way. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like bad. it's so kind of like bad. in terms of the things that are out there right now. Like I've played a few of the kind of Marvel things and stuff that's kind of fringing on the superhero side. I don't think it's been properly tapped yet. There hasn't been a game that I would have counted as as fun. The closest one was probably Megaton Rainfall, mm. which I, I would say is the say closest that. to Superman. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's on PlayStation 4. And then you've also got, obviously, Windlands does well for the kind of Spider-Man vibe uh, if you want to be web-slinging, essentially. And, but I'm surprised we don't see like a Tony Stark Iron Man, because I would have thought that mm, like yeah. the, what, what we've seen in what you know Fallout 4 is going to bring, the kind of techie side of it, the interactivity, all the gadgets, Seems like, and being a rich boy in a, you know, in a mansion or whatever, you could do that a lot. Yeah. And I don't know what game would come out of it, but it feels like that would be a natural entry point. No, you're right. Maybe but that's so the far... entire point. That, like, because it's, it's such a big franchise that the market of VR is just a little bit too small to already tap into that right now. I mean, they, they maybe want to see the market yeah. grow first a little bit before they start bringing that franchise uh, to this platform. That's, that's I think I you're right. Think. I think you're right. It's too big a gamble right now. Um, yeah. Like, think if you had, like, Wolverine's claws, you know, and you could just properly, like, get into people. Uh, you would break so many things in your room. Gorn is <laughs> yeah. close. No. You can do that in Gorn. Yeah. yeah. Does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need to jump in again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're I, right. It makes like, me wonder, uh, though. It, it makes yeah. me wonder. If, if you guys could choose uh, a character from the Justice League uh, that, you would, uh, that you would identify with, which one, which one would it be? Googling Justice League. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> so yeah. you, these, these, these are your options. The options these are your options. Um, you can be Batman, you can be Wonder Woman, you can be Spider-Man, Aquaman, The Flash, or Cyborg. Oh, you mean I've like always wanted Justice to be League seen in the... my heart, so Wonder Woman, thank you. <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. I want the lasso of truth wrapped around the ankles of some hot tamale. I have to be honest, yeah. though. If I was Wonder Woman, like, I don't think I'd ever leave the house. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I'd be with Mike or Zim in the house. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, what about you, Nathy? I, I would say I would love to be an Amazon too in a way. You know, I mean, that's, that's pretty badass. Just hanging out with all the ladies. It, yeah. Like when I watch the movie too, it's like, so there are only uh, women, you know, on an island. Yeah. It's like wow, yeah. that's that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 hang on a second. I didn't know this. Is she supposed to be Amazonian? Yeah. Yeah. Haven't you seen the movie? Do you know? I haven't actually seen the movie. It's actually yet. a really good movie. It's actually a really good. Movie. I heard no, that. I'm not. definitely gonna watch it's really it. Funny um, no, it's not. But it's not good. I, I the the like thing it. is, the thing is with uh, the thing is with Amazonian women, right? Most of them were archers, <laughs> so what they would have to do to get a good shot, right? They'd have to cut a breast off. Like that was the whole Amazonian thing. Wow. They clearly didn't. They didn't. They didn't do the that film. in the movie. Yeah. No, I was sure. talking about the movie one. Okay, <laughs> I wasn't talking about that one. You were. Like, <laughs> the, then, the then uh, I would no, just that's be part myself. Of the whole, uh, uh, that's part of the whole mythology. Yeah. Anyway. No, so, that's true. So, so I guess that uh, that Rowdy would be the Flash. Obviously, being <laughs> the fastest YouTuber alive. <laughs> you need to ask. Of course, I'm the fastest YouTuber <laughs> alive. Of course, I'm the Flash. Yeah, he's slow <laughs> compared to Rowdy. I don't know. I'm going to go fringe. I'll just choose Aquaman. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, like... What's his power? Is it like brushing teeth or something? Yeah. What does Aquaman call, actually call do? He fish. makes really like good fish it, fingers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> going to come around yours, Mike. Yeah. I can make a mean fish finger sandwich. That's for sure. But this is the thing, like with this whole Justice League thing, it's made by Warner Brothers. And we, um, me and Nathie actually met someone from Warner Brothers recently at the Oculus Unwrapped event in London recently. Yeah. 
And they were showing off Fantastic Beasts there, uh, Fantastic mm. Beasts and Where to Find Them, right? And that was just such a great movie tie-in experience. Again, it, it, I, yeah. I would imagine it's going to be free, uh, but it was very polished. It was voiced by Eddie Redmayne. Very polished, yeah. It was like, uh, it ran parallel with the movie because you were interacting with the beasts that are in the film. Mm. Whereas these are just kind of like a bit cliche. You're, yeah. it's just, and you're paying for it. That's the worst thing about it. You're paying for it. Um, Seven ninety nine. But we, I would, I would right now just say just, Stay away from it. Um, check something it's else out. It's just like if they, if the, if it was, if it was free, then it would have worked a lot better in a way, you know, yeah. because people uh, jump into the VR. They're like, okay, uh, yeah, okay, it's kind of bad, but it's also kind of fun in a way. Uh, yeah. And then they go to the movie, but you, you are not gonna charge people the price of a ticket that you also pay for the movie. Then people just go to the movie. That's the first thing yeah. they do. Like, keep in mind, not everyone has like twice the money to buy that game and also go to the movie. You know, that's not the way it works. So I, I kind of think they killed the VR experience by putting money on it. Yeah. Or even they could have done something smart like Dispatch did with the in-app purchases. They say, like, you like, yeah. the, you like the first one. Agreed. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. That, you know, you like the first one, you can unlock the second one for, like, 60p or something like that. You know, so it's just, like, a cheap popcorn experience in a way. But, but it, it's can't... I, I really don't like this chapterized DLC module where you say... Okay, you like module one? Well, module two is 50 cents. Then module three is another 50 cents. Like, I, I'd like it to be a taster and then all, full purchase. Yeah, yeah. Like, get rid of the administrative work uh, hassle of having to buy all these various bits and pieces. Yep. That just should not exist in games, in my opinion. Yeah. It's like, Completely get rid of that agree. model. Completely yeah. agree. Yeah. But, like, in terms of experiences right now, you know, if you want to be Batman, just go and check out Batman Arkham VR. You know, if you want to be Superman, yeah. go and check out Megaton Rainfall. You know, that seems like a really cool game. And if you want to be a lumberjack, just buy a lumberjack suit. Yeah. And if you or want if to be Wolverine, go Jet play Gorn. Gorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wait, what is it? Is it bracers? Yeah. yeah. Like, bracers like with full claws. Yeah. But you can be the Wolverine. Yeah. yeah so you can get Gorn on... Gorno is only on Steam, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this, this, this people is someone that that spent like two weeks in Skyrim and that is now wondering what is out there in the world, you know, in a way. <laughs> uh, during the like, whole intro, is, I was like, I, I'm I, not. I, I cut through this forest. Wait, is this 2017? <laughs> Where are we? What is this? You know. Sorry about the noise, by the way. I got like neighbors that just like you know, they just got here, so. Yeah. Don't That's they why I hear those funny noises. Don't they know who you are? Tell them to keep the noise yeah, down. Should I go there? Like, hey, the hey, 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 go, go watch your podcast now. And, <laughs> and you will understand how important this is. Yeah. Uh, okay, so moving on from bad uh, VR experiences to uh, some funky new additions to Oculus Home. And that is the new home experience and the new Oculus Dash. So on the 6th of December, uh, you can now enable uh, the new uh, public test channel update. So this is, you need to go into settings, then go into beta, and then select the public test channel to enable this update. But essentially it gives you new home environments and this new uh, Oculus Dash. So if you're completely new to this and were unaware, the uh, home environments are now completely customizable. So you can uh, move furniture around, uh, have your achievements displayed on your walls. You can have like a retro games uh, console with all the, the game cartridges that you own. So like Lone Echo, you can just pick up the game cartridge, slot it in your retro console and press go. And then a little VR headset pops up and then you just hold that headset to your face. And then you're like jumping into the experience. So it's very, very nice, very polished. And then you've also got the dash, which is this really cool menu overlay system which you can fire up in any application. And uh, 
I haven't had a lot of time with it, but what I've tested so far, I've really liked. Uh, and what I what I think will be great for us as content creators, especially for Uzim as like a Twitch streamer, is that you can put windows in your game any window from a Windows desktop application. So you could have OBS, which is obviously the most commonly used uh, video capture software, and have that running so you can ex you can see exactly what's going on on your stream in-game without having to take the headset on and off. But you can also apply that to in-game chat as well. So like, say you're running a, uh, you know, like a live stream like this, you can see the chat in-game in a window, which is really, really nice. Um, so yeah, you can go and check that One out. One question I had out the door, out the bat with uh, trying it out, uh, was I couldn't tell if you could just grab a window and not go full monitor size. Did any of you guys know? So you can. Like, I, I've, I've recently got a second monitor, and you can have both monitors side by side and show exactly what's on your desktop. No, no, no. So instead of full desktop resolution, yeah. one small window. Oh, one tiny, tiny window? One teeny tiny window. Yeah, you can scale it. You can scale it. No, I'm not talking about scaling the desktop. Right. I'm talking about picking a window off of your desktop. Yeah. So, for instance, if you have, like, a pop-out chat yeah, 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 yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you can do that. You can do that. Yeah, because I wasn't able to, I was fiddling with it, and I couldn't figure that out. But um, I would have to say that the way they've done the sticky positioning for, mm. like, dual, dual display mm. um, and the resizing, as you said, I think they've done a very smooth version of that. And I wonder, the one thing I just hear is just like i mean big screen and virtual desktop must be i know i was there when it was announced and i was there with guy godin behind virtual desktop so shout out to that guy because his app is amazing i've been using it two and a half years yep, exactly. still think it's it's relevant but when we saw that it was like god damn it you know <laughs> it's yeah. like uh, this it's gonna have it's gonna obviously override as the default for so many mm. people and i think once you get into your virtual home mm. although there aren't so many options right now the objects that you can get the fact that you're not rescaling the objects, they haven't unlocked that for their design choice. I think that works very well. So comparing it to, to Steam VR Home, yep. where you can take your tiny little dinosaur and scale it as big as you, well, as, as big as it allows, but which is pretty large, multiple sizes of a person. For like any object, it kind of breaks the, mm. uh, it, it obviously opens up the door to creativity, but it, it breaks the kind of value of just having that item. Yeah. And the other thing on this that I've noticed, when you unlock an item, you, you don't just get automatically six of them. You get one. Mm. And you can put it one place in your room. Yeah. So you, it, it gives yeah. you that materialistic feeling of, yeah. I've got this sword. I'm going to put this sword over here because I'm proud of this sword and I'm going to put it on my wall mm. and show it off to my friends. And the fact that right now, single player only, you can jump into a room with somebody, someone else's room and check it out. Like, I went off and I checked out uh, the guy behind the Half-Life mod, uh, originally Wormslayer. Checked out his place. He had a stack of game cartridges, like, sloppily all over a desk. He had all his achievements from different games that he was proud of up on the wall. It felt like a gamer dungeon hangout. Like, nice. a place you'd you'd go into someone's basement, like a basement uh, company or something, and who'd be selling games, and this would be the, the corner with all the games in it. The feel and the vibe you're already getting from different people, like, making their homes up. I felt so much pressure on it that I went and made my home up this morning. You know, I spent two hours with my daughter picking things out. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily stream that because I'm very picky. But uh, you know, it's like you you pick out your home. And now I'll tell you, I'm worried more about the presence of my virtual home than I am my real home. Yeah. In fact, my real home, it can be untidy. It's like I've got to go and tidy up my virtual home now. <laughs> can you can you go and steal from other people? No. Oh. Thank you. Rowdy, you always steal. have to think about like the, hey, <laughs> like trolling I mean, other people. 
I need Jesus. to keep the rowdiness level of the stream like you know <laughs> high enough so that people know that what we're doing here, right? <laughs> I love it. But yeah, you're right. Like right now, it's just a single player thing. You can't actually interact with someone else in their home oh, environment. Right. Yeah. But also, like you say, it, it's not quite replacing big screen in my mind just yet because you can't fix a big cinema screen to your wall right now you just got the monitor display uh so it's not that big um and certainly when the new ready player one trailer comes out um tomorrow i'll be jumping into big screen to check that out because uh, i think that's the best place to check that out right now yeah. uh but yeah it's very very nice i think it's a really nice step in the right direction i think you're right in that the resizing in steam vr it's a bit weird for me and i've got like super ocd so if i had one table that wasn't exactly the same size as the other table that's going to just drive me nuts so um it's nice but they support it the ocd piece because i'm absolutely like that too like if these edges aren't you know perfect you know if, I, if i've got two monitors on my desk and one's like an inch higher that, that would just even a, even a millimeter higher like it bugs me so they did it, so there is a snap grid, and I don't know how they managed it, but they seemed to manage it with, with one control that you're able to kind of, if you put it against the wall, it'll say, oh, I want you, I want the, to, to change the uh, horizontal orientation, and if you touch the floor, it'll do vertical orientation. So it's very easy to manipulate objects and position them as you want them, and then they allow you to just grab the item, which feels great, because this is motor control that you are used to and just place it on a shelf or place it on the floor nice. or even let it go and let nature, you know, and gravity take over. So I honestly am really impressed with the ease of getting all that finicky stuff just as you want it. Yeah, yeah. It's a really nice step in the right direction. And what we've yeah. seen from like Steam VR is that Oculus seems to be uh, almost taking over in a way. It was 50-50 a little while ago in terms of headsets, you know, like 50% Vive, 50% Oculus. But now it seems to be like creeping up a little bit. Um I'm going to make the same point I made when I saw that post. 50% vibe, 50% Oculus. Oh, let me crush that down a second. Here's PSVR with 100 times yeah. the sales. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not even on the chart. But uh, like, I mean, okay, it's, PC, it's good news. 50, I mean, 50. it kind of means that, that um, like, everyone's kind of friendly from both sides, where you first had, like, ah, Rift, uh, Vive, uh, blah, blah. And now it's more like, you know, um, I played some uh, Vive games yesterday, and they appeared on yeah. my uh, Oculus home uh, system, you know, where it's like, hey, you, you were playing these games yesterday. You want to continue? They weren't even on Oculus Home, so they, you know, and that's really nice. So it, mm. it feels more like open in a way. And I think that's, that's the way to go. It yeah. would be um, interesting to know in a way how many people that own, for example, an HTC or, uh, or an Oculus that also own a PSVR. Because mm. I think you'd be surprised. Oh. Yeah, I, I get this question a lot, of people uh, a lot get actually. The, the PSVR uh, simply yeah. because of the, uh, yeah, the I exclusivity mean, or I mean, like after... the, the titles. Yeah. Right, it's a little quiet. I mean, after so many, like, big releases for PlayStation VR that were exclusive, I'm sure a lot of people are, like, triggered after a while to get an extra headset, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, have you used your PSVR recently, Rowdy? I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still, I mean, I played Skyrim on it quite a bit, eh? so uh, yeah. it's actually, the titles that are coming out on it are pretty great, if yeah. you ask me. Yeah. But would you say that, like, uh, you would recommend buying a PSVR if you owned, like, a Rift or a Vive already? difficult question because mm. i mean if if you really enjoy certain titles then yeah i think i think for the price that it is it's an awesome experience uh i'm i'm i'm, I'm after skyrim flatly i mean you've got skyrim resident evil 7 farpoint static you got all these super hot there that you don't have on other platforms absolutely if you've got the money for it and you you know you got the financial freedom to 
to, you've got a rift or a vive already, as you said, Mike. I don't think buying a, a vive or a rift, you know, like those ecosystems mm. overlap enough. Mm. Mm -hmm. Thanks to obviously, uh, yeah. what's the thing I'm thinking on vive? Revive, revive, revive. Thanks to revive and the it's such a quality uh, bridge. And the other way, just working natively, that isn't an issue. But PSVR, it's like you don't have access to that content any other way. Yeah. And as Rowdy said, the price tag is right. Like, I mean, for a third the price of the other headsets, well, maybe less of that now, maybe half, but yeah, definitely worth it. Okay. To yeah. access the content, because you're going to miss that wave otherwise. Yeah, so. that's but pretty it's, much. It's, it's far less than a third even, because you don't need to buy a PC. You just mm -hmm. buy a PlayStation 4. It's, it's, yeah, and if it's you've already ridiculous. got a PlayStation, yeah. then it's super cheap. Yeah, yeah. because I, I got asked this question uh, recently, actually. Uh, a guy was like, uh, yeah, you know, I already own a uh, PC-based headset, but I'm looking at PSVR, what do you think? And I basically said, well, it all comes down to the games, right? You know, if you, if you really dig some of the exclusive titles, then, yeah, then go for it. it. Uh, because that's, that's the only it. way you're going to get them. Yeah. yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, I still think that HTC and Oculus provide the better VR experience, but... As we all know, in technology, it's not always the better experience that wins. I mean, uh, with Blu-ray and HD DVD, it was the same thing. So, I mean, if the content is there on PlayStation, then PlayStation will keep on rising and people will keep on buying it. And HTC yeah. and Oculus need to step up their software again because otherwise they're not going to compete. Mm. Yeah. Oh, this is actually touching on a really important point that I think Mike, I think Mike, you shared with me, okay. um, which was that there's been a quote that has said that there will not be a new rift next year. So it wasn't me that said that, but I saw that quote as well. I don't know who said that, but I did see it recently, like in the last two, two days. Uh, but yeah, I think we, we all know that Oculus are, are very focused on the mobile market right now. And uh, the Santa Cruz is their main focus. So I think you're right. I, I, think, I don't think we'll see an iteration of the rift for a long time yet. Yeah, at least another year is what they're saying, mm. which is really quite interesting. I mean, it's fine. But, it, yeah. it works. You know, I have no issue with it. Mm. The touch controls. In, I haven't heard a single person, and that, that's actually pretty impressive, uh, say that, you know, I prefer Move or the Vive controls. Yeah, yeah, but no then way. again, they are just a leap ahead of everything. Yeah, else. yeah so I said this before as well. I said this before as well. Like, I, I don't need a new headset at this moment. I mean, it's always great if, like, new headsets come. But what mm. I would prefer much more is just really solid and good content with the current headsets you know yeah. convince more people to buy into that and because the, the headset price it will only drop it will only become cheaper 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 yeah and yeah. more people yeah. will buy it and then yeah it would be great to have like the content to support that as well yeah, yeah unless unless you yeah unless you're native of course community. and then yeah, you need well. you need to collect them all even the virtual boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, true. I mean, this this thing, this is pure art, guys. Like, look at this thing. Yeah, this is beautiful. This it's is a, it's a part of gaming history it. right there. This yeah. is the best thing ever. Yeah. This is just, you know, it's like, hey, what's up? It's, it's not multiplayer, though. It does have, like, a, I think it does have, like, a link thing, so you would be able to play together with someone else. But, um, I mean, I agree, and... With the PlayStation VR, they they proved that they got some good games uh, coming out, you know, with with story and stuff. Like PC is still like not really, you know, we we saw some good stuff, but but not enough. I mean, that's the thing. If you uh, let people buy a cheap headset, then be sure to keep them in that loop as well, you know. And that's the thing we have seen before, where people buy the headset. If it was expensive or not, it just ends up on the shelf because there wasn't enough interesting content out there. And, and yeah. that's a shame. And with PlayStation, it's like that community, every time someone wants to put it on the shelf, there's already something new coming out and then they just put it back on. 
you know and with pc like i can tell you guys that um i tried uh my mixed reality headset a few days ago and and this was the first time for me that i felt like my vibe was outdated in a way and i never had this before but i was like yeah i don't know this this doesn't like i already had like the the, the cracks in a way where it's like yeah i don't know maybe this doesn't do it for me that much anymore you know and i'm not saying that mixed reality is better but it's just like oh yeah the, the screen was very sharp in a way you know more crisp and also the fact that i had less cables and you know I, it, it starts to get more interesting in a way for me at least yeah. um yeah. but again yeah i agree with rowdy um you know bring some some good games out uh, and then give me some high advanced headset that i might need for those games because uh htc just uh brought out their game right um their game front uh, defense heroes you mean yeah yeah i don't know i haven't tried it yet um it's it's a multiplayer world war ii shooter um mm -hmm. and and first they announced it as an exclusive for vive part in the end you can just play it on steam too if you own front defense itself it's kind of like a silent release i don't really get the fact it's a world war ii uh, shooter for vr i know there's a demand for uh, world war ii shooters uh for like the 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 casual uh, pc people but in vr there isn't really a like market for that at this moment as far as i know but uh pff, yeah i don't know they are just trying to see if they can get like a community on there but mm. uh, let's be honest guys like onward and, and those PUBG clones right now are taking it over like this is not the right time to release that that world war ii shooter at this moment but even more interesting mike they also uh, uh announced the price of the vive focus okay yeah, uh, it's well, that's, uh, that's out now, isn't it, Nathan? You can buy one if you're in China. In China, I'm not sure if it's like officially out. Is it officially out? I, that's what I heard last week. Okay, yeah, I kind of missed on that. I mean, I, I was like, uh, I was in all kinds of games and stuff, but I do know that the price is like six hundred. Uh, six hundred uh, bucks. Dollars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, uh, focus. Wow. But it's like okay. it's 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 in China, right? So I mean, maybe there's like a different thing going on over oh. there where people buy it for those kind of prices and they don't have. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's six hundred. That's a lot. It's, yeah, that's a it's lot. It's kind of like a downgrade. Like, but on the other side, like you still need if you wanted to have like a cheaper headset, you still need the PC as well. So it's always more expensive. Than... It is standalone, right? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, like I, I'm gonna put my money uh, on the table right now and say that the Oculus are gonna come out of the gates with the Santa Cruz around the 400 to 450 price mark. That's that's kind of my the ballpark. My yeah, 450 ballpark. <laughs> yeah, Bomber lucky uh, ballpark. Um, let's not start down that dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a year's worth of price bashing. No, but that's. I think the price is going to be cheaper because they have a different market. You know, they are planning mm -hmm. to bring this out in the U.S. and Europe, right? Um, and China, I think that's a whole different market where the prices are different to um, where they they look for different headsets. As we mentioned before, the headset looks kind of funny in a way. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't really work in in Europe or the U.S. Well, in China, they kind of like those gummy gummy uh, VR headsets with bright uh, neon colors and stuff like they that. They look like Crocs. Yeah, but, uh, that, like yeah Crocs. that comment that Rowdy made about it looking like a I Croc will, was hilarious. But I, I will make sure I get one over here so I can tell you guys more about what it is and, and what it does. So we got some more. Uh, but like in the end, it's not for us. This is what I mean. He's got to catch so, them all. He's got to catch them. I got to catch them all. Catch well, yeah, I got the. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. People call me the king of VR, so apparently I can get every headset I want. <laughs> so let's just make use out of that, then. You know, I just get them all. 
You know, so like called Nintendo Japan. It's like, hey, Virtual Boy, yeah, we got one from '94. Yeah, sure, send it, go. <laughs> that's how, that's, that's, I fix everything. You know, it just happens. It's like, hey, who are you? I'm Nate. Oh, okay, yeah, here you go. Here you got like a pallet full of VR boys. Sure. Uh, so, brings us on nicely. Nathy mentioned it in his uh, before he went on a little rant. He mentioned uh, <laughs> PUBG in VR, and obviously that we're going to talk about standout VR. So it was only a matter of time before VR developers caught onto the coattails of this epic game, which is, if you do not know what it's called, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Uh, we've had Bam, which did a, a pretty good job of, uh, you know, doing a, a PUBG clone, uh, and now we've got Standout as well. So uh, Standout is sort of described as the ultimate fight for your life. You'll be parachuted onto a wide island where you'll explore your surroundings to find weapons and equipment to fight for your survival. You use vehicles to move faster and keep an eye on the deadly barrier as it shrinks the battleground during the game and forces players to murder each other. Only one will remain. So uh, you've been checking this one out, isn't that right, Zim? Yeah, we've been playing it. Uh, my initial impressions were like, oh god. These textures looked like there was a college kid who had a go at stretching a te texture that was basically just out of unity. It's not a pretty game. But the concept is pretty cool. You fly in on a plane, so it's very much like PUBG. Again, to compare it to Bullets and More, Bullets and More, max player count 12. Um, Standout has a max player count of 30. Okay. But there's a fun element to the game that I... Uh, that only kind of comes through in like 20, 20, 40 minutes or something like that. Like you're playing it and all that, you're running around. There aren't very many items to pick up, I have to say. So you find your rare gun, shotgun, whatever. Shotgun, for whatever reason, has like an AK-47 clip in it. So there's some, you know, there's, there's obviously some uh, <laughs> breaks of reality there. But the cool things about the game that I really like, um, the map is quite uh, mountainous. And so the terrain is quite dynamic. It's got drivable vehicles. It's got a drivable uh, motorbike. It's got a drivable uh, like dune buggy. And simply you're like holding it. You basically use controls to basically hold onto the thing and then hold down the accelerator, which is your trigger. And then the thing, like it goes and it's, it's a really rough implementation, but it just works. And I love when devs do this. Like they're just like, I'm going to put a feckin' vehicle in my game and we're just going to jam it in there and they're just going to play with it. And it's sloppy as hell. You'll even, as you're turning shift out of the car looking at your vehicle as it's going and then you come back into it or whatever like this kind of stuff is just totally janky but it works and it's really fun so you're like driving along you've got your guns the other thing that, that's quite unique i haven't seen other other uh, devs do it everyone kind of tends to do a pocketed ammunition grab so you grab a bit of ammunition you put it in pocket one or pocket two or whatever this is literally just just stick it to my body like to stick it anywhere just just like ammo clips here guns there and you have okay. a maximum number of things oh. that can stick to you oh, that's nice. so you can't go too crazy but you can even and i did this on stream right you can literally like take, take ammo clips and just stick them to your eyes so you can barely see anything like <laughs> very useful if you're a nutter you can do it's, that it's it's so, it's amazing how those small devs always like meet the demand of what what players really want to play you know and it's so yeah. smart and it works and then everyone is suddenly so surprised that a PUBG vr clone just works no, because that's what people want to play. They play exactly. it on a monitor. This is also what they want to play in VR. So and there's the small such a big community can... that is behind yeah. it. And they, they improve that game themselves by giving feedback to those small developers. And because they're so yeah. open to feedback, the game just gets better and better and better. Yeah. So they just, just, are they just going live? Did they just go live? I think they just went live yesterday. So you can actually buy the game oh. now. It was, it was kind of closed circuit before. And now it's just open and, and, and yeah. ready for people to play. And I think the only other thing that I just mentioned, which we were talking about a little bit before the show started, 
um, was that if you are a PUBG fan and you like the original, uh, on their test servers, they've just released, we've been waiting for it for a long time, they've just released uh, the new desert map, Miramar, um, which is, looks very interesting. Uh, it's it's undulating terrain and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, that's 2D stuff. So we'll yeah, 2D, uh, not relevant. Like you get that PUBG feeling yeah. when you bail from the plane and you see 30 little like para red parachutes like going off like this. Like it, yeah. it's a really good feeling. I, so. Is there any way like We're checking out. when you start the game that you're all in the plane together so you can talk to each other and like give each other some like a bit of like a uh, bants, you know? That's the default. It is. So the default is, is, is actually um, open mic and all that. Now, they just implemented something where you've got like a radio on your belt, which you can pick up yeah. and talk. Like, so oh I think people had probably been asking for how do I shut these other people off? So in yeah. the options menu, you can stop people talking in the lobby. Yeah. Stop, you know, you basically mute all sounds. So it was like a kind of an on or off switch for everything. Yeah. And some people, I think, just wanted to be able to talk to a teammate or something like that. So yeah. okay. uh, they now have that new system. I haven't played with it too much. Yeah. But it's generally just a load of people talking, uh, you know, college humor over the mic as you're playing. Yeah. So. And the fact that you can walk up to somebody. I mentioned that you're like a sticky sheet and you've got guns all over you. I can walk up to you, Mike, and just grab a gun off of you, load it, cock it, and kill you. That's awesome. And take that's, the rest that's of your cool. stuff. Like, that's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's kind of fun. So out of, out of the two games, like uh, BAM or Standout, if you had to choose one, which one would you go for? Still BAM for the moment. Okay. I still like, I, th I think there's too much of a scramble. Like, weapons are too rare, it kind of feels like. Like, you can literally run around for 15 minutes and find nothing. Oh, wow. That's kind of frustrating. <laughs> and so that doesn't feel very yeah. good right now. You have to, and that's even factoring, like, you know, several hours of gameplay knowing where weapons spawn. It can still be 10, 15 minutes where you're like, I got nothing. And there's no start or ending. You don't get a knife or anything way to okay. defend yourself. You're just running around with your. But how, how many games do you have, like, a PUBG mode right now? Like,. Pavlov also has one, right? I mean, I, I did it? see, I, I did see like a more like games trying to implement like tiny PUBG game modes and see how yeah, the public yeah. reacted to that. Mm -hmm. So um, that's 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 interesting in a way. Yeah, and there's some other modes coming as well that are really <coughs> fantastic. I don't know if you guys are aware. So some of you have bullets and more. I totally wrote it off, but there is a mode that is basically an alien hunter mode where there are two infected, say there's an X number of infected players, which is like 25% of the population, and 75% is the remaining human population. So say you got four guys or gals who are human players standing around with guns, and two who have who are basically like the hunter from Left 4 Dead. Nice. And it is bloody awesome to I coordinate with it. each other yeah. and be like going after someone, and then just getting in their face and eating them, and then you infect that person, so it's this like growing horde, so it's kind of like a poison that's spreading. Amazing. That's yeah. really good. That's in BAM. I so, always wonder with those like uh, PUBG titles in VR, like what what happens basically if you you know you get killed and there's still like so many people left to to you know is it just out. waiting just waiting up until no or you're just out you... game done kick you out so, so you need to start or find a new game that uh, that you, you can literally start? so this game is really interesting right now because. There's no server browser, there's nothing, there's no system for your friends. All you can do is press the play button, and it throws you into the, the available server that's counting it down. That's how it works. And there's so always you basically just say with your friends on, on VoIP or whatever, uh, you're like, okay, guys, three, two, one, press the button, and get in. And then chances are you're in the same server. The, the good thing and about uh, BAM, though, like, like you said, Rowdy, like, when you're out, it had a really good spectator mode. So yeah. that made it really interesting, like, because exactly. I suck at these games, like... And I was out a lot, <laughs> so I spent a lot of time in the spectator mode. But what I did find in the spectator mode is that you can you you can 
overwatch like the whole battlefield and then when you get these like little choke points where two players are going to meet you can zoom right in and watch the action like it's like a like an action that's movie that's an in a awesome way. feature that really is an awesome feature and i think it's important for like those kind of games to find a way that you know because i had that a little bit with onwards you know if you died like in the beginning of the match it could sometimes take like you know so long before you would Wait get into uh, into like a new match mm -hmm. if you want to play mm -hmm. with the same people and the thing is, if there's like enough people online, then you can just like, I'll just join a new game. But if there's not with like new titles like this, I always wonder how, how they go about that. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, and this is the point, Mike, you made, I, I can't believe I forgot the, spe the, the cinematic spectator mode because the, the best part about it is, I'll just say these demands to the developers out there. Number one, keep me in the game experience, right? Don't send me back to the menu. Number two, allow me to make friends online and if you can stay with the same group of players in the action or watching them even if they're 10 times better than you because i'm like you mike I'll, I'll get killed off sometimes early that that sells the game to me so yeah there's there's, there's no right now you know if i was to give 100 points out uh, 80 80 go to bam okay you know okay. 20 yeah 20 go it's it yeah it's it's not it's not killing it yet but um no but it starts to become more competitive fun. too if you can add friends in a way you know and and then yeah. have like a group playing together i mean uh with these kind of games that i I'm, i never played PUBG. i never really played one of those games i think they are very interesting the only thing that for me wasn't that like that that didn't grab me was the fact that i couldn't uh team up with friends i played fortnite for the first time and with that one it was like oh yeah i can be with a team now and we can work together so yeah if you got that team thing going on then it's much nicer i'm not really a guy who likes to play alone i think that uh, uh it's more fair if you are with a team because everyone can yeah. learn from each other in a way you know and i agree you can get carried a bit too because i'm a noob i'm just talking around and then suddenly i'm getting sniped because i'm not paying attention you know so uh I'm one of those Just players. you're aware, Nathy, before someone uh, raises it in chat. So PUBG has three main modes. So there's the single mode, which... Yeah, I know there is now like a team knows. thing. But back then when Duo it came out, it wasn't yeah. really like that. So yeah. Yeah, when, uh, it, when it launched, it wasn't. And I think right now, this one... So Standout does not have the capability for teams. And I don't believe BAM does either yet. So I'm hoping it would come though. Because mm -hmm. like Nathy, it is more fun if you're playing with like duels or four. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But and looking at the prices, I just checked online. Uh, so bullets and more is available on Steam right now for ten ninety nine, and you've got standout, which is available for eleven sixty nine yeah. in British pounds. It was uh, nineteen ninety nine, but it's got a forty percent discount right yeah. now. So they're both kind of similar prices right now. But you, you yeah. would say uh, Zim, check out Bam over Standout. Bam is longer what, around. What was too, the price right? on Standout? Full price? Uh, nineteen ninety nine. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> no way. With the textures of that game. Feck off, not paying that price. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if they were charging six quid for it, I'd say it'd be fair. Yeah. Right? It has more 20, content, no though, by the way. I mean, BAM is around for, for a longer time. I mean, the standout, standout is more like, okay, PUBG, that's what we based the whole game on. And the other one is like, they were uh, they were first the shooting range, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then, then they, they, so there's a lot more cool to see that, that you can do in a way. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. you know how we yeah. talked earlier about the spike up and down of, so this like little mountain that appears, so you'll have a game come in, you know, everyone's talking about it this week and the next week everyone's moved on. I really feel from my play style so far that, Bam's got a longer curve, and I think that standout from what I've seen of it so far is gonna be very spiky. Right. So if you want to play it, play it now. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't wait. Okay. Cool. Okay. So uh, moving on from uh, chicken dinners in VR, 
We have got uh, Ready Player One is going to be uh, a new trailer is coming out tomorrow. So if you're interested in Ready Player One, the movie, which uh, I'm pretty hyped about because I was a big fan of the book and I listen to the book, the audio book regularly, like while on my commute. Uh, they're launching a new trailer tomorrow. And uh, what I didn't realize was uh, that Simon Pegg is actually going to be playing Ogden Morrow. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew that. Simon Pegg's going to be in the movie, yeah. So he was kind of like uh, the guy that owns the Oasis, uh, which is kind of like a Mark Zuckerberg-type character. His best buddy, which is Ogden Morrow, uh, is going to be Simon Pegg. So that's going to be really, really cool. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the film okay. even more now. Um, so the well, film... You know when it's, sorry, did you say when it's launching? So the actual film itself comes out on the 30th of March next year. Okay. Uh, okay. We'll have to do a... Do a party for that. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. Like, uh, I, I was actually planning to watch the um, the trailer in big screen, uh, like I did previously. So uh, on the previous trailer that came out, I watched it in big screen with a buddy. So if you guys are free and want to drop in and we can all watch it together, that would be uh, very like meta in a way. It'd be kind of cool uh, to do. Uh -huh. You said it, Mike. What was the release time? Uh, so it'll be at some point tomorrow. I think it's around sort of midday tomorrow for us in the UK. Um, right. So yeah, go check it out. The new trailer is going to be very, very interesting indeed. So. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to throw it out there to the chat to see if they've got any questions. Um, like I've mentioned on previous shows, I never sort of like see the yeah. chat or like how many people are watching. Like no one could be watching right now and I would have no idea. I just carry on talking as if there's someone watching at least. But uh, if <laughs> there was there was a there was a question a bit earlier, Mike, I've been watching throughout okay. the show. So um, there was a question a little bit earlier on. It was a point related to the frame rate. So someone uh, Carlo said uh, the strange thing is that with the PS4 hardware, the VR games work perfectly and are smooth. With my GTX 1080, I have some problem in refresh rate. And actually, this is something that we've covered before. Yeah. Um, I have that same thing. I find the Rift is less susceptible to it for me. Yeah. The Vive is a little bit more susceptible to it. But PSVR runs rock solid. Um, and so, although you might think of it as the cheapest headset, I actually think it's the, from a, from a smoothness perspective, reliability, it's the most reliable mm. for me at the moment with software. Yeah, no, and also, I, I, I mean, in terms of uh, in terms of textures, they probably do like some modifications on the PSVR, and also um, they ensure that there's a that frame rate is always there. They know what what equipment everyone has is so much more easier to develop for something like that. I think than it is uh, for a PC. And maybe I, I I mean I can't I, I can't say that for sure, but they probably have like uh, some kind of mechanism built in as well that if the frame rate would go below it that you get like a double frame or something that you get to pre prevent that like less than smooth experience from go from happening i would assume mm. that they would do that since they on, on the on the vive and on oculus you have everything like you know asynchronous time warping and all those kind of things you can put on to make sure you have a smoother experience in case your your equipment does not uh, does not allow for it so i assume that in the on the psvr yeah. they will also have something similar like that built uh, in. i do i do notice that and and especially if you play games on pc that are unreal engine they're kind of you know uh, pretty intense for for your pc even if you got like a pretty rigged pc in a way you know yeah. Yeah. buffed up and, uh, one I've also noticed that from talking to devs recently that there's actually some real strict requirements when it comes to VR titles. Uh, you know, there's 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 uh, policies that you have to adhere to on the on the PlayStation platform and the Oculus platform. Not quite sure if it's the same on Steam, but basically it all comes down to comfort. And if you don't reach that barrier, then your game's not going to get launched essentially. So that's kind of why you find that the Oculus experiences and the PSVR experiences are sort of a bit smoother in a way. Um, and the, the Steam can be a bit of a wild west sometimes. Um, yeah. 
No, Maybe that's got something to do with it. But yeah. like talking about like a crazy hardware, I don't know if you guys saw it, but um, uh, Nvidia announced their new card the other day, yeah. and it's going to be like the Titan V. So you've got like the Titan X, mm. and now you've got the Titan V, and it's like a three thousand mm. dollar graphics card. <laughs> so uh... I've already pre-ordered three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need yeah. it. <laughs> what? Sorry, I'm not any... going to go to college. <laughs> is, isn't there any news on like the Volta or when is that coming? So, so that is the first the Volta card. Yeah, is that, that the, the first Volta? Is that yeah, the yeah. first one? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. get one, so, please. So, so you know, it, it, it's kind of cool in a way because it means that the the rest of the consumer cards are coming soon. Uh, they generally release a few months before like the Titan version. So maybe in a few months' time, we'll see the next generation of uh, of Nvidia cards. And I think that's the time for me that I'm going to jump in and get a new card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, me as so. well. Me as well. I, I'm still yeah, rocking the, the 980 980 Ti, uh, and I was so Dang, jealous when Nate got because Nate Hipster. got the 1080 Ti like a month after I bought like uh, the 980 Ti or something. I was like. Yeah. Why they do that now? Like I just bought a, <laughs> I just bought a card. Like you, you bloody idiots. Yeah. But um, then I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna buy the 1080 now because I mean I could buy it now, but then I probably regret it if like in like three or four months they come yeah. with like a, a new card yeah, or something. Is. So yeah. I I usually just jump from one graphics card to another. So I'm like, okay, I buy it on release. Uh, and then I just buy the next one. You always like you, you sell it again for a certain price. You need to pay some extra, and that's how you like keep on hopping around in a way. But mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it always takes a while. Like, this card is going to be out, and it's hard to get it for some reason. And then uh, months later, it's like, it's everywhere, you know? Yeah. Um, I can tell you why now, Nathan. There's a lot of people been griping about graphics cards not being available. I, I know why. I know because why. because of the surge of th- Bitcoin. <sighs> oh, yeah. Did also, you know also, but... They, they put them in the rigs for, uh, for oh, farming. Okay. And there's this huge spike up globally of people building bitcoin farms That's and true. trying to go after the price of but bitcoin don't you need like a different kind of graphics all, card for anyway. that like a uh, one that is more like for like processing instead of like no. video no like a quadra or something yeah. you don't need it though no you uh, can i think you can use a standard i think historically card. radeon cards like amd cards have performed better for crypto mining but um <laughs> nvidia does work it does work dude but, yeah. if you want to go for the full uh, rig just buy a tesla <laughs> and, and mine bitcoins with that Mining bitcoins with a Tesla. <laughs> yeah, that's next level, man. Yeah, but anyway, so, uh, like before I, we go, I, I would like to ask Mike, because we played VR chat last night. Uh, and I know we have been playing it before with Mike. It was his first time. This was like his real like first time. Yeah. Please, please tell us what <laughs> what uh, you saw. What it, like, how can you like, you know, sum this up what happened okay, last so, night? So, like, if any of you are out there watching or listening to this show, just go and download VRChat. It is for free on Steam, so there's no reason why you shouldn't check it out. They apparently had a record number of concurrent users yesterday. Uh, It it peaked uh, from 800 to 1,000 concurrent users, and that's a record for them, so it's uh, it's really good for them. We were a part of it. We were a part of it. We were there. We were doing. We were were doing all sorts of crazy stuff. But uh, like, the more I try it, the more I'm really starting to love this community because everyone's really, really friendly. Everyone's really passionate about the, you know, their their avatars and and being in character in a way. You get these people that role play. There was like Peter Griffin in there who was doing the voice. Uh, there was like chickens running about, there was anime girls, you name it, it's in it. it like, it's crazy. And uh, Nathy took me to this like museum where it has pretty much every avatar available and you can just click on it and then you can become that avatar. So uh, you guys uh, need to take me there as well one time. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. so, so cool. We were on a pirate ship. We went to a, uh, a nightclub yeah. and we were like 
DJing at yeah. the nightclub. Yeah, he, he was suddenly VIP, DJing. Uh, yeah. And then these, this this meme turned up. Like I'll let you explain the meme because I don't still the, really the, don't really understand it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got the so, Apache I mean, Entertainment who's saying that we need to. Uh, well, speaking of VR chat, you guys should set up a time to meet the Inside Podcast crew. Just yeah, a, like just a thought. We, we've okay. actually I mean, talked we, about we, this. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, we were like in a dance club and they had like a, a, a karaoke thing going on there and also a DJ and they had like a Christmas visuals with like hologram Christmas trees and, and it was really cool. Um, and then I said to Mike, like, why do we not do like a meeting with YouTubers and, and have like, you know, some kind of like convention going on within VR chat where you have like a panel, first of all, where we have people listening to us uh, or after that we have like a party where we can just just have fun you know something like that yeah. that could be fucking crazy you yeah. know but um i mean i i go for it i i introduced mike to the presentation room this is like you got a few memes in vr chat presentation room is basically yeah a presentation room <laughs> but there are people there showing off their avatars and there are like uh, groups everywhere standing around you got like anime girls like tiny hobbit persons you know and and like there are groups everywhere and everyone just just messes around um and we also went to the great pub now this is like uh, a vr chat's uh, own like pub and uh, there were like 130 people in there Jeez. um and yeah i mean we had someone that was in there for the very first time you know and and, and yeah i mean everyone is very friendly uh, yeah. It is kind of like a a weird place too, you know, um, in like maybe a sexual way, you know, uh, let's be honest here. I mean, that happens too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, overall, it's like they, they seem to have everything under control and the community keeps it nice in a way. Yeah. I think like VR chat has already, for me at least, a cult status. Yeah. It's like Second yeah. Life in VR. Yeah, it's, it's oh, like if you can imagine like the social side of, of Rec Room, but with more adults in it than children, that's kind of what you get. You know, it's it's very cool. And like we, we went to like a, a sledding room, <laughs> which was like a snow based one. And then like then like Nathan would sit on the edge of the sledge and I would push him down this like ramp. <laughs> <laughs> it was just hilarious it was just so funny and like Nathan was dressed up as superman and i was like this like weird man mantis it's like it, it, it was just it was just super weird but it was like the best the best fun you can have on a friday night uh you know without yeah, getting drunk out, out in the town yeah just go and check it out that's what i would say yeah but yeah uh, yeah there's nothing that could be said. Like, we're going to do some videos, I think. And like you say, maybe uh, after the show, we can maybe do a meetup in, in uh, uh, VR chat with some of you viewers and, and listeners. And you can talk to us in real life in VR chat. We should do whatever's the closest to, like, New Year, either before or after. You know, make it kind of like a, yeah. make it like a party. Yeah. We could do now, that. Now, years ago, who was it? I think um, Palmer Lucky said that. He's like, oh, I don't know, but next year it's going to be a party around my place in VR. And that never happened. Yeah. I've always been a little bit <laughs> hurt yeah. over that, that it never happened. Yeah. Like, let's 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 start a thing. Let's uh, let's meet in VR for uh, celebrating the new year. That sounds like a plan to me. Right. Find a date. All right. There's a question here in chat, okay. uh, which I think is a good one. And I don't know if all of us will be able to answer it. But the question is, uh, Carlo again asks, he says, uh, I have a question. I want to buy a new game, The Mage's Tale or Kronos or something other better. Well... Throw that out there. So, uh, uh, wait for Fallout. I played, I was like, I played a I bit of Fallout. Um, you'd wait for Fallout. <laughs> uh, so, I, like, out of the two, uh, I would go for Chronos only because I haven't played The Mage's Tale that much. And Chronos seems like more of a mm. sit down, chill out experience that you can just kind of 
unwind after a long day like yeah. sometimes you don't want to be jumping around like a lunatic after a long day work mm. uh so if that's kind of your vibe then i'd go with chronos it's a longer experience as well like it's quite uh an epic adventure from what i understand maybe eight to ten yeah. hours yeah. um and it's kind of like zelda in vr so if that's your yeah. bag then go for it's that it's a third person a vr game i mean honestly i would go for that one too since i mean there aren't that many third person vr games out there where you really look into a cardboard box in a way where it's like a magical world around you you just look at it in a way. So I yeah, I would go for that one too. Just because it's a different kind of genre in the way you look at the game. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, from my side, I mean I unfortunately started Kronos on the toughest difficulty. It's <laughs> oh, a challenging game. Spent forty hours in it, mm. got thirty percent of the way through, and bailed because I couldn't beat it. Mm. It was beating me. And <laughs> I just couldn't I couldn't justify putting more time into yeah. it. But the quality is there. It was the first VR title that I remember playing that felt AAA to me. Mm. Like it feels like you took something like a Tomb Raider or a game like that mm. and you just brought it into VR. And it, the the scenes are done in a way that I haven't seen another game do that well. Yeah. yeah. So it's it, I think it's a must in yeah. my opinion. It's it's a must play. It's like do your homework. Go to go play Chronos. Yeah. So of those two titles, that and if you want to stay on the edge and rather be at the kind of leading edge of that's I'd say uh, what Rowdy said, you know, go for something in the Bethesda barrier. Ring. Yeah, because Fallout 4 is tomorrow, right? So TikTok. we'll, we'll know more next week. Yeah. I'm sure we'll discuss it next week because, uh, again, we don't know for sure whether it's going to work on the Rift or not. But, you know, based on what happened with Doom, I would imagine it's probably likely, but we shall yeah. see. The circle is almost complete. Yeah. This is the last piece of those three games. The and trifecta. Then we can finally... Yeah. Put them in like a top three as well. Yeah. So uh, I think we'll round up this week's show. It's been an awesome show chatting with you guys. Uh, so just to remind you, this is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show. It's live streamed every Saturday uh, on Nathan's YouTube channel. Tune into the show live at 4 p.m. in Europe, 3 p.m. in UK, 9 a.m. in Central US. Uh, you can check out the show on my virt uh, my own channel, Virtual Reality Oasis, tomorrow. I upload the whole show there. Or just listen to the audio-only version, which is available on Google Play Music and on iTunes. Thanks for tuning yes. in, guys. We really appreciate you coming and checking the show out. We're having lots of fun making it, so thanks for stropping by. And uh, we'll see you next week on next week's show. Oh, Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. See ya.